When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Welcome back to the John Katsimatidis Cats at Night show. Now on the line with us is author Mark Shaw. He has a series of books uh, regarding JFK, Fighting for Justice, and what other books do you have, Mr. Shaw? Well, thanks for asking. Uh, People are going to wonder what I've done with my life because uh, all I do is write these books. Uh, we started. We started out with uh, with uh, a book about Melvin Belli, Jack Ruby's lawyer. Then we got into the '60 election and the Poison Patriarch. Then uh, I wrote the book, uh, the bestseller, The Reporter Who Knew Too Much About Dorothy Kilgallen. Two books since then: uh, Denial of Justice and Collateral Damage, uh, which connected the deaths of Dorothy Marilyn Monroe and JFK, and now Fighting for Justice that gets inside the uh, Warren Commission. Uh, for the first time. How's that? Today, Mark, is the 59th anniversary (laughs) of the killing of John F. Kennedy. Yes, it is. It's hard to believe. Uh, Do we we know know at all who killed Kennedy? Well, of course we do, John. Have you not been listening to me in all of these radio broadcasts? I want my listeners to know who killed Kennedy. I've got it nailed. Dorothy Kilgallen is the, the boss here. She's the king. She had it right. Uh, it was a revenge killing because Joe, uh, Joe Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy double-crossed uh, those mafia guys that you can't double-cross, and they decided, hey, we got to get rid of JFK, so Bobby Kennedy's going to be powerless as attorney general, and so uh, that's what they did, and, uh, you know, Bobby was powerless the rest of the time. So I, I think Dorothy had it right, John. So, so you think it was the, the mob, uh, a mob hit? Well, I, I, you know, I was, I was thinking, because I thought you might ask me that question this time. Let's go to the source. When uh, Bobby Kennedy was telephoned by J. Edgar Hoover at his Virginia home, uh, the first thing he said, Bobby Kennedy said, when he heard that JFK was dead, was to his, uh, his, um, uh, his PR guy, uh, Ed Guthman, I thought they would get one of us, but I thought it would be me. And then Bobby Kennedy Jr. is the source as well, because he's given several speeches through the years. Uh, my dad said it was the guy from New Orleans. My dad said it was, the, was that Marcello. I mean, the motive was so clear there, John, in terms of what happened. And everybody else can come up with own, their own theories and everything. But, you and, know, and, I think- and the first thing that uh, Oswald said when they captured him all the way to jail, he says, I'm a patsy. I'm a patsy. Right. Right. Does that mean he didn't do any shooting, or does that mean uh, – well, tell us what you think it means. Well, I think he was the perfect uh, patsy. And if you go through the years with organized crime, and that's what we have here, uh, you know, they're looking for somebody who, that, 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 that the homicide or the killing, whatever, can be pinned on. And, and that it sends the police in a different direction and, and than with the who's, who's normally involved. I think Oswald was a part of this. There's no question about it. But he was kind of the perfect guy. His communist ties, his this, CIA ties, everything else. But as you know, when we talked the last time, I've gotten inside the Warren Commission. And one of the things that uh, uh, this uh, whistleblower told me uh, regarding John Sherman Cooper, the, one of the Kentucky, uh, from Kentucky, who was on the 
the Warren Commission, one of the things that he told uh, his legislative assistant, the commission members already know about the Ruby connection to organized crime, but they don't want to touch it. And so, you know, if you if you really just use common sense here, uh, without getting into all the periphery things, um, you know, you just have to look at motive. And and motive here was to um, uh, kill the president and then silence those people who could uh, bring the uh, uh, you know bring the guilt on back to those people who had organized that killing. Now, how did they? And you you are you saying the mobsters hired Oswald? How did they find Oswald? Well, uh, Carlos Marcello was the uh, New Orleans Don who had the most to lose here. He had a million-dollar um, empire in New Orleans, and uh, he's the one that Bobby Kennedy deported. You know, Joe Kennedy and Bobby uh, double-crossed uh, those guys uh, because they helped him win the 60 election. And so it's Marcello sitting there in New Orleans. He's about to be deported again, and, and he, he says to himself, you know, I can't let this happen. I, I can't let this go on. And so the motive there then was to go ahead and find what he could do. Well, he had two uh, underlings of his, uh, semi-bosses of his organization in, in Dallas. Uh, Savillo and, uh, and, and Campisi were their names. And, and they were all running around in Dallas at the same places. Oswald was around there. Ruby had his carousel club and all of that. So I think as smart as those guys are, John, and, and you know organized crime uh, individuals, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're pretty savvy in terms of how to pull a hit. And uh, I think they decided that, hey, we can, we can get this all done. Uh, Oswald's the perfect uh, patsy, the perfect guy to, to, to get involved with this, and hopefully they'll follow that lead and everything. And that's exactly what they did, uh, Mark, completely Mark, away let, from let ever me, getting involved. Let me try another theory. Uh, back in 87, I spent four hours alone with Castro uh, in Havana. Four uh, hours? That's a long four time. Four hours from midnight <laughs> to 4 a.m. And I learned something. I did that, one of those stunts, too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And he's a mono a mono guy. He shattered right, right in the middle. He said, how'd your father know as a communist? And that was about a conversation they had. And uh, Vice President Nixon uh, sent a memo to the uh, President Eisenhower saying, this guy's a communist. And he was trying uh. to deceive everyone in the vice. Anyway, he's a mono a mono guy. Now, President Kennedy was trying to kill Castro. There were attempts yeah. on Castro's life. Castro clearly would want to try and kill Kennedy. And Oswald had connections with Havana and uh, and the Cuban embassy in Mexico. So why wasn't Castro behind it? Well, it's interesting, uh, Mayor Koch. Uh, you know, no, no, that's uh, not Mayor Koch. He died. This is Ed Koch. Oh, this is me. Ed Koch. Oh, pardon pardon me. Is... I'm in big trouble again, John. No, no, this is Ed Koch first. This is Ed Koch, who's married to Trisha Nixon and is oh. a, is President Nixon's son-in-law. Well, see. <laughs> Nobody tells me these things, so I always get in trouble, John. Oh, no, it's okay. Well, that's anyway. where the mono a mono thing came. That's where I figured it out. So like he was hours. there with, uh, yeah. with okay. uh, well, Castro. You've you got, an, one you on got one. An, eyewitness, an eyewitness report there. Well, uh, Yeah, and I, I can tell you, by the way, you're right. A CIA document that I have in Fighting for Justice and before uh, confirms that uh, Kennedy had uh, his, his, his uh, idea to, to kill Castro as well. So the motive is there for... Uh, the CIA to have been involved and for, for Castro to be involved as well. But I will tell you this, I've never been able to connect that as well. Just too many uh, unanswered questions about all that and how it could have taken place. 
whereas with uh, Marcelo and those guys, uh, the motive is so clear, and you can clearly see the link from New Orleans, you know, the double cross and Marcelo, and then he's deported, and then you go to Dallas, and, you know, Dealey Plaza was a death trap. And and again, those those guys don't mess around uh, in terms of uh, uh, when they're going to set up a hit. And I, as Dorothy Kilgallen said, this was a mafia hit. Well, let me ask you this question: How Judge come? Lind- how come? Nice to talk to you again, Mark. How come they sealed the the investigative files of the Warren Commission in that time capsule? What was that about? Well, I, I don't know if that's actually true or not, because I was able to find a legislative uh, assistant, uh, legislative assistant to a Warren Commission member, Senator John Sherman Cooper of Kentucky, who called me in February and started telling me all of these uh, disclosures because uh, he, the senator was so upset about where the Warren Commission was headed. Uh, I don't, I don't agree with the uh, what we're doing. I don't agree with uh, the conclusions that are being done. They say it's for God and country, and I don't agree with that. Uh, and so, you, you know, you had these dissents among the Warren Commission. Now, whether those things have been locked up or not, I was able to get inside the Warren Commission with this very credible witness now and, and look at exactly what they were doing. And some of the, some of the revelations were, you know, basically they, they already know about the Ruby connection to organized crime. They don't want to touch it. Uh, they say the result is good for God and country, but it's internal corruption. I don't know why. Lyndon Johnson now wants to cover up and move on. You know, they were so obsessed with the Oswald alone theory, because here's why. If it's one guy who did this, then LBJ, uh, you know, excuse me, uh, J. Edgar Hoover can't be blamed because the FBI couldn't find him. But if there's a plot to kill the president, well, yes, they should have known. And then you've got LBJ and you've got these other members of the commission who don't want any investigations uh, other than uh, looking at the Oswald alone theory. It's frightening, frankly, to look at audio tape conversations between LBJ and J. Edgar Hoover when they're picking the commission. And they only pick those people that they believe are going to go down the road with Oswald alone. It, it, it was a con job. And wow. basically so, they betrayed the American people with, with that result. Wow. So, Mark, you, you mentioned Dorothy Kilgallen, and she was ahead of you in working on this story, right? What happened to her? Well, she's, she's uh, John knows I love that woman. Uh, you know, I found out about her by accident. She was uh, uh, on What's My Line television show. May, maybe people remember a quiz show. She was best known for that. But she had a column at the New York Journal American and uh, uh, 200 newspapers across the country. The New York Post called her the most powerful female voice in America. She covered the Dr. Sam Shepard case, the uh, Lindbergh baby kidnapping case, and everything. And she and JFK were very, very close friends. I have a couple of new accounts in Fighting for Justice about how close friends that they were. And when when JFK was dead, she headed for uh, Dallas. She was at the Ruby trial in the front row. Uh, She was the only reporter out of 400 people to interview Ruby. And then she was able to get his Warren Commission uh, testimony and publish it on the front page of the newspaper to the infuriated J. Edgar Hoover. And then I'm able to prove now that she knew about the Warren Commission corruption. And as we got to 1965, in the fall of 65, Marcelo, Hoover, all these guys are scared to death of this book she's going to write for Random House. And she's found dead in her East 68th uh, Street apartment. So who killed her? Well, I don't have any question about it now after my new research. It was Hoover who was involved in this because he wow. had the most to lose. Ooh. Wow. And, and here, here's the proof. Uh, on, the, on the morning after her body is found, uh, 
uh, about an hour and a half later, agents or those saying they were FBI agent raided her home and took all of her investigative files for the JFK assassination. I still think they're out there. In fact, I, I, I somewhat believe that uh, Joe Biden and all the other presidents hiding uh, the JFK documents, that her investigation files might be in there or perhaps information about the Warren Commission corruption. Mark Shaw, thank you for coming on, and you 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 have uh, tickled my interest, and we're going to have you on again real soon. What's the name of your latest book? It's called Fighting for Justice. It's, uh, uh, you know, kind of uh, the improbable journey of a, a former co uh, college dropout at Purdue who somehow or another ended up with all this information and, and the six books that I've written about the JFK. Fighting for Justice by Mark Shaw. I'm sure yep, it's on uh, Amazon, etc., Thank you so much, and we'll catch up again real soon. It's Cats at Night on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org.